What's up, y'all? Respect the chat podcast episode 115. Yes, sir. 115. Let's go. It took us a little time, but everybody was patient. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've said before in other episodes, we got crazy lives to also do. We'd love if you can make us permanent podcasters where me and Ryan could just have this as our regular <laughs> job. We'll record two, three times a week for you whenever something big comes out because I know you want to know the RDC's opinion. And Ryan, I wanted to ask you this because I haven't got to talk to you in a while either mm-hmm. since, you know, usually we can go FaceTime for a while. Both of our lives are kind of, you know, just moving in the right direction. Everything is positive, which is good. But I wanted to ask you this. Do you believe that other podcasts give the people what the RDC does? Because I think it's well, I think of RDC podcast, mm-hmm. respect the chat podcast. I think about guys who don't really because no, I listen to all the podcasts, and I know you do too. Yeah. And it's like we, we don't have all the facts. We sometimes don't even have the right guy's name. Shout out to Rich <laughs> and Frankie. And sometimes I do too. But you know, but but it's like just from like a like you know when people say put on the tape mm-hmm. and watch what's they like we watch games. We've yeah. been watching games for a long time. A lot of us played sports all growing up. We're mm-hmm. all athletic individuals. Um, but what do you think separates? Because I wanted to try to get across to more people in this episode of too, of like, what do you think we're about? Like, where's respect to chat fit in the like the podcast spectrum? That's a good question because I have listened to a lot of, you know, podcasts where, you know, they're either professional podcasts where it's people who do it all the time, or even some people who are kind of like us, you know, do it for fun, uh, try to get as many episodes out there. And they're kind of like, it, it almost feels a little forced sometimes. I feel like a lot of the RDC crew's like conversation is fluid. Like we're just talking and someone happens to be recording us, you know, with the microphones on. I feel like I've hear, heard a lot of people, some, some of my friends, some people I don't know, just random people. And it doesn't sound like their natural voice. It doesn't sound like how you would have a conversation with them face to face or on the phone or something. It kind of sounds like a little... Like they typed it out beforehand and like they knew yeah. what they were about to say as soon as it got to them. I think ours is more like just jump in whenever, just say say whatever, <laughs> you know, it's even if it's not right. <laughs> we'll always we'll always have each other's back with, with correcting if we're just way off. But, right. you know, it's more this is where you come to, you know, to to have a conversation. You know, you listen in, get other people's mm-hmm. thoughts. And then, it, like we've said before in the past, like if you are listening and you want the cold hard facts the t- statistics everything go ahead and just take what we're saying and look it up yourself you know like right yeah to, we're just here to enjoy the conversation not everybody's gonna have you know if, if we were saying like you were saying before we had the full time to do it i'm sure oh, we'd bring yeah. you a lot more crisp facts all that stuff but that's not <laughs> what we're really about we're just you know your regular dudes just talking sports talking whatever's going on and just having yeah. a conversation, really. That's really what I think it is more than than a sports podcast. Is a conversation podcast that happens to be about sports. I I agree. I agree a hundred percent. It's mm-hmm. it's a perfect way to put it, um, because I've just been thinking about it a lot and you know saying to myself like I enjoy to do this so much. Obviously, I have a regular job. I just became a dad. Rich, same thing, job, and he's a dad, and Frankie as well, and you as well, and all your endeavors that you are involved in. So. You know, if we were able to make this a full time thing and even like not even like a full time thing, but just like kind of like enough followers so that we can, you know, I don't I don't even want to eat off it. I just want people to hear what we're talking about, right. because sometimes I'm listening to these. I don't know. I guess a lot of guys like us have this opinion. I mean, I hope I'm not 
bunch of M1s gay, but like sort of, an, you know, the analysts, like yeah. the pros, man. When I hear what they say sometimes, I'm like, man, I was either thinking the same thing or I have, you know what? I've been thinking about it another way. And this is a topic like I want to start on first with that because I heard this today on Get Up. They were debating this. Devontae Smith, the wide receiver out of Alabama, right? Mm -hmm. So like they're debating now this guy's because they need a topic to talk about. They're of debating course. this guy's stature, his height, his weight. Yeah. Can he play in the NFL? Is that a factor? They're like, you know, you know, we haven't really, you know, you want the prototypical big, you know, strong, fast guy. DK Metcalf-esque. Correct. Yeah. You know, big guys like that, Calvin Johnson in the past, and, mm -hmm. you know, Justin Jefferson, Julio who just Jones, came out last yeah. year, Julio Jones, you know, prototypical, what you, I guess, would call. But, I mean, I see the NFL going another way anyway, mm -hmm. you know, with Tyreek Hills, with Henry Ruggs. Tyler Lockett. You know, Lock it, you know, what Julian Edelman did for years. Antonio Brown fits in that category, I mm -hmm. feel like, too. Definitely. Um, and amongst the other great guys that we're just forgetting right now. But so they're debating this, right? And I'm just like, wait a second. Like, didn't you see that? They're like, is his height and weight, his stature going to hurt him in where he gets drafted? Or is it the guys that are just better than him? So let's start with that, at least, because that's what I hear today on these other podcasts and shows. Mm -hmm. Do you think Devontae Smith, because you watch college football, you know what yeah. college football is about. Heisman Trophy winner, do you think his size and stature is going to affect his draft order? No. I don't think it's going to... I don't think his size and stature alone is going to affect his draft order. I think there's tons of talented players in this draft. Quarterbacks, receivers, offensive linemen, cornerbacks, the works, where if he slides a little bit, it's not because of his stature, his size, like they were saying, it's because either that team saw something else in some in someone else, or saw a different position entirely. Uh, I think that some sometimes it makes me question if some of these people even watch the sport before they talk, <laughs> hop on the air and talk about it. Because this guy, this guy played for Alabama, yep. one of if not the powerhouse for college football. And let me just like add something on because you would know this as well watching college football this year. Like, mm -hmm. so like, yeah, like you're saying, he went to Alabama. So, I mean, according to what I'm seeing, the second best corner in this draft is, comes from Alabama. Right. I can't remember his name, Sutton, uh, something with an S. Yeah. Really yeah. good. I, I look him up. I mean, he's got to be going against him in, in practice, right? Like, why does he's getting the competition in of SEC? Course. No? Of course. And he's playing for national championships. Come on. Yeah. Bro, this can't be serious about whether or not he can play or, or whether or not his size affects his ability to play. Yes, the NFL is full of of dudes, of freaks, but he's one himself. He's an athlete. He's only going to continue oh, yeah. to get better. Of course, you know, guys like um, Hollywood Brown, for instance, right? Yeah, okay, same, there's another guy, yes. Same exact situation. First, first season, he maybe struggled a little bit uh, with the bigger corners, uh, coming into last season, he put on healthy weight and and looked amazing last year. Uh, so even if it takes him, you know, a year of adjusting, I don't think it's gonna hold back his career at all. Just because he's a little bit smaller than your average receiver, not at all. And who would you take? Like, what what order would you take him in? Chase, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, or uh, Jalen Waddle? Who do you think goes first, second, third? Not like obviously, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It, for the wide receivers. Yeah. I would either go with Smith or Chase first, uh, and then the other one second, and then Waddle yeah. third. Just okay. because yeah. just because of the injury, honestly, and if you're going to 
you know, he's, he's still going to be up there. It's not that, mm-hmm. you know, he just doesn't play at all uh, coming up in the season. It's just when you saw him, he tried to hop out there in the national championship. It didn't look good. He needed to be off the field. Uh, I mean, I respect him trying to get on the field, you know, show out for his team one last time. Yeah. But you could tell that he wasn't fully healthy and fully ready to be back out there. Um, But that being said, I would just go with the other two just because we saw what they could do. Yeah. A little bit more in this last season. And I still think that Jalen Waddell, you know, will be up there. Uh, He's not going to drop any further than that. So. I like that. I think just for some reason, I think even with Chase not playing this year and sitting out, I think he goes first, though I would want Smith. If I was drafting, I would want Smith, Jamar Chase, and then Waddle. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the NFL, I think it's I think Chase is going to go first okay. out of these three, just because he's like that prototypical big guy, and he led the you know I think NCAA in receiving the year before, right? Yeah. Um, so I think he goes first. He did have Joe think- Burrow, but also true. Um, who happened to be the number one pick? You know, mm-hmm. um, imagine he goes really quickly. Um, Chase goes to the Bengals at, at five. Whoa, whoa, whoa. One, two, three, four, five. How yeah. crazy would that be? That would be insane. Right? I'm in there with, with those guys. Oof. So I think it's going to be Chase, Smith, Waddle. But let's just stick there for a second. Joe Burrow, do you think he has any influence if it like – because at, at five, you got to think Cincinnati's either got to take the lineman at Oregon, right? They got to take the lineman. Sewell, Penny Sewell. <laughs> Or take the lineman hits because yep. he's a freak athlete and give Joe a a freak tight end. Yeah, um, that's another good one. Pitts. Or Jamar Chase. What do you I, go? What do you go at five if you're Cincinnati? If I'm Cincinnati, if he's there, I'm taking the tackle. You got to protect Joe Burrow. You saw what happens when guys like Chase Young get in the backfield. It's not going to get any easier if he's a, if this injury makes him a little even a little less mobile. If you watch Joe Burrow this entire last season, he was mm. running. He was on the run. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, if was. this if this injury affects his mobility even in the slightest, guys will get to him more, and that's not going to be good for you know a guy coming off an injury still trying to keep the confidence in your quarterback and just trying to win some games in a really tough division and conference. Um, I think you have to go. You have to go with the lineman if he's there. Yeah. If he's not there, then you have something to talk about because uh, I don't know who the second best option at offensive tackle is. I think it's the guy out of uh, Northwestern. I forgot yes, his name. Yeah, me too. But yes. Um, but I would go with I would go with Pitts then. Uh, mm-hmm. but that would be interesting to see him relink with Jamar Chase. I just don't think they need that type of receiver, especially mm-hmm. after getting um. Higgins, T. And, Higgins, and, and your boy uh, Tyler, Tyler Boyd. Boyd. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, big tight end would be nice, uh, but I think you got to yeah. go with the the offensive lineman. I agree. I could see the tight end appeal, mm-hmm. giving Joe a guy like that matching up with Higgins and Boyd and mixing in the backfield. We talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Um, but I I think I agree with you. Joe is someone you heavily invested in. He's your guy. You yeah. gotta protect you from. You know they always say build from the inside out. So starting with that line and getting this Dupenne Sewell man. I mean that's Ooh. a no brainer. Yeah. 
yeah. no brainer. But if they want to live on the edge a little bit, get Kyle Pitts and forget about alignment and just let Joe throw the ball over the field <laughs> or hand it off. You know, the less mm-hmm. time you need, you got more options. There you go. Um, let's let's stay with the draft for a little bit. So, okay. um, Jacksonville at number one. What do you think? You think there's any crazy surprises, or you think they take Trevor Lawrence? No, I think it's Trevor Lawrence. I think that Trevor Lawrence knows it's Trevor Lawrence. I think Jacksonville knows it's Trevor Lawrence. If it's not Trevor Lawrence, who possibly can it be? It's Tre- I agree with you. I think it's Trevor Lawrence. I wouldn't take Trevor Lawrence if I had the number one pick, but that, that we can get to in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it's going to be. But if it was a crazy thing, what would it, what wouldn't you be so I guess surprised, or what would you be surprised at? Like if it's not Trevor, who is it? Mm-hmm. I think uh, something something just happened with the mics, but I think we're good now because it sure? sounded. Yeah, wait, talk for me okay. real quick. Yo, yo, yo. Perfect. So it sounded like uh, it was coming through some sort of headphones, but if it wasn't Trevor Lawrence, I would, I, the only way I could see it not being Trevor Lawrence is the Urban Meyer Justin Fields connection. Yeah, yeah, Ohio I agree. State. I think that's the only possible <laughs> wrench that could be in there. Yep. But I don't think that it's a, it's. A, plausible i think it's trevor lawrence you know so if, it, if it's anyone i agree with you i think they urban Meyer pulls a this is my guy out of ohio state let me get him and we're gonna do great things yeah you know um so it's trevor lawrence at one zach wilson at two do you think goes to the jets yes yeah has to we Lock? we were we were talking about it um we were talking about it last podcast i believe um th- about moving San Darnold, whether or not they should do that. They did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you have to go with your guy. I think it's Zach Wilson. Um, but the Jets have surprised a lot of people in the past. <laughs> it could be Mac Jones for all we know. We don't oh, know. Could you ima- it, I feel like if it was Mac Jones, it would be like the Daniel Jones yeah. move Giants did. Yeah. yeah. Like what? Yeah, just a mind-blowing – pick where you're just like what are you not to not to get caught up on you know old news but that the what was so mind-blowing about that daniel jones pick is that you could have got you they had another pick that they could have used later on to get him they didn't have to get him where they were got anyway but it would not surprise me i'm I'm sure it wouldn't surprise jets fans is if they just were like yeah we saw how good this dude justin fields threw how good this dude zach wilson threw Let's go with uh, hmm, not the athlete in Trey Lance. Let's go with Mac Jones. <laughs> yeah, if the Jets were to – and I still feel the same way about San Francisco. Mm-hmm. San Francisco I, – so I agree with you. I think the Jets like Wilson. Yeah. He like – you know, he's ready to – they're ready for that kind of guy in uh, a New York Jets uniform. Um, but – and I think – Actually, Justin Fields fits what San Francisco does better. That's why I even want to see him there. You know, Zach Wilson's going to struggle a bit. That Jet team is not ready, but I think they pick him and they know they're in for a little bit and they draft some linemen, also the Jets, and they build around this kid. Mm-hmm. Corey Davis going there, helping out. Maybe they grab a running back later, Travis Etienne or something, um, or um, uh, Najee Harris, somebody like that, maybe in the second round because the Jets got picks. Yeah. Um, so I think Wilson too. I agree. Um, I like Fields three, and the same reason. Like, I don't think that, and I, I know all the reports keep saying this that San Francisco moved up to get Mac Jones, but because he fits the Kyle Shanahan system, 
and we haven't talked in a while, so this is why all this is coming up, and I'm glad it is. Do you want the same guy in the same system? Like, do you <laughs> want the same dude in there? You didn't win anything with Matt Ryan. You went to a Super Bowl. You didn't win, but you went to one Super Bowl in all those years. Or do you want a super – I don't want to call him a super athlete, but do you want a guy who could run a 4-3 and who cares? Okay, I don't care. He's a quarterback. But he also could throw on a dime. He's also big. He's also strong. He's also won. He's also been a starter at an elite school for a bunch of years. Why not him? Why not do something different with that offense in San Francisco and let that defense hold him down, you know, in, over there in San Francisco? So do you, what do you think San Francisco does? you think they moved up to get Mac or the door is open? Uh, well, if if any of the picks in the top three, the door is open, I think it's that one. I okay. think it's there's a combination of things that could lead to their final decision. But I, I got to agree with you. I think that you see what the system is and do you why why get rid of you know a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo then why why move on from from that situation or even you know try to make an improvement like that if you're not going to try something different in mm-hmm. in my in my opinion i think that if you're going to move up like that and move on from a quarterback you want to try something different you don't want just a younger version of the same guy you had um but or have or have yeah yeah or have so i don't know i i could go either way i don't i would like to get a you know a 49ers fans opinion on what they would like to see the same old you know system quarterback or get someone a little exciting in there maybe get some get some hype around it uh because i've just I'm really excited to see him play just from, you know, the emergence of guys like Kyler Murray. You know, I I think that they proved that if you're an athlete and you have an arm, it doesn't matter your size, you know, you can you can make things work even at the NFL level. So, yeah. Uh that's that one's a toss up to me. I would like to see them go Justin Fields, but I could see what they're saying about, you know, the system and all that with Mac Jones. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say you want a San Francisco perspective because my boy Chris Brown, an avid listener, respect the chat. I talked to him about it just recently. Um, I know it's one San Francisco fan, but he's been one for a very long time. You know, back in the Rice, you know, young days, maybe even Montana because he's a little older than me, Chris. So maybe he remembers Montana being there. But um, like, so he's heavily invested. He knows everything, mm-hmm. and he said the same thing you just said. Why do you want the same guy? in Mac Jones that you already have in Jimmy Garoppolo. He said exactly what you said. He said, I want a new, like, dynamic quarterback who's already got a good arm, who's smart, but now he's just got speed and athleticism. Like, I want Justin Fields, you know? And I agree with him. I said, that's the guy I would take. So let's stick there. Respect the chat. Got Because this is the respect the chat mock draft, and hopefully we'll be right. You got Trevor Lawrence, one, Zach Wilson, two, Justin Fields, three. Who do you got at four at Atlanta? Um, Kyle Pitts. I think they go. I think they go Kyle Pitts. I think that would be okay. very interesting. I don't think. I don't think they go quarterback. I don't think they, you know, pull the Aaron Rodgers what Green Bay did last season or two oh, seasons. Matt ago. Ryan, right on Matt Ryan. Pull um, Aaron Rodgers on you, dog. I think that I think that they're still sticking it out. I think getting him more weapons in order to relieve the pressure off guys like Jones and Ridley would help a lot. Um, I don't think that there's, 
I don't think they go old lineman, but that would be my other. Mm-hmm. Um, it was either him or uh, it was either Kyle Hopefully. Pitts or the offensive lineman from Oregon. Uh, that because you got to think, I, you got to think like they're they're there, right? Like they're they got their guys up front. Yeah. Why bring a offensive lineman in now mm-hmm. when? I mean, I guess to protect Matt Ryan in his last maybe one or two years he has left. But to me, I think you got to give him weapons mm-hmm. to see what he could do and then start drafting, maybe start thinking about the offensive line. That's still a thing, right, but I right. agree with you. You know, I don't think they're going to replace Ryan yet. No, and I think that a lot of the reason that Matt Ryan was going down as much as he was last season wasn't from – complete collapses by the offensive line as often as it was guys just not being open mm-hmm. uh you know you have incredible route runners like calvin ridley but if they're getting triple team when julio jones is sidelined it, it's yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not going to work and then when he's on the field they're both on the field they're that offense has looked fantastic oh yeah um and Matt Ryan has proven that with a tight end i believe and it's going i mean he played with um Austin gonzalez Cooper. Tony Gonzalez and Austin Austin Hooper. Yes, you know yes. he he's had success with those. I believe Gonzalez was there when he was there, right? I don't know why my memories. Gonzalez is there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, has to be. And he did great with him. Um, and he did great with Hooper. He was going to do great with Pitts, and I think that would give Julio one on one and really one on one. So respect the chat is going like to go Kyle, Kyle Pitts at four mm-hmm. to Atlanta. We're going to go to big man, um, Sewell to Cincinnati, right? Yep. F- at five, um, let's just go to ten here. We'll make it quick. At six, who does Miami take? Is my they, in mock drafts they got Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. uh, Devontae Smith, guys like that. They say in receiver at that point. Yeah, I think I I definitely think they go receiver. I would say they go Jamar Chase. Okay, so I agree with you. I think Jamar Chase goes there at um what that six seven. New England is at seven. New England. Are they, no, no, New England can't be at seven. Who do you have? Who is at seven? Uh, yes, I have it right here. It's uh, right. D- Detroit. Uh, wait. Right, Detroit it's should Denver. be seven. It's Denver. They got the pick from Detroit. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Dang. Okay. So it's Denver at seven. Yes, Denver at seven. I'm seeing a lot of. You know, I'm seeing a lot of Trey Lance to Denver. Yeah, because I don't know if they're totally locked in on Drew Locke. Yeah. So I could see Denver going quarterback, and I could definitely see at that point, I think Trey Lance is available there too. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I, I can agree with that. I like that for the respect of Chet Pick. Who's after that? So we we said th- that's Denver at seven? They, Denver would they at seven. Traded with, they traded with Detroit? Yes. Okay. They traded the seventh and the ninth pick. Okay. Um, the eighth pick though is Carolina. Oof. So Carolina just got Sam Donald, right? Yes. Yes. And I didn't really expect that, and I, not them to trade to to trade for him. And we talked about that mm-hmm. on a couple of podcasts ago. Yep. Um, Sam Donald with Carolina, you got to think they possibly go. Maybe they go to Lyman from Northwestern. Build around Sam Donald or whoever the next quarterback is in there that they're gonna, you know, if they don't stick with Sam for some reason, or like do they go Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle and get 
weapons for Sam Darnold because mm-hmm. they lost Curtis Samuel. Yeah. So maybe they replace him. I don't know. I don't know what they do. I think that mm-hmm. either the offensive lineman or I would go a guy like Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. Um, because you need, like you said, if you're bringing in Sam Darnold and you have Christian McCaffrey getting back healthy, you want to get some weapons for, you know, them to mix it up. If you lose a guy like Curtis Samuel, you need someone to go with. Um, they still have. Uh, oh, jeez. What's that? His name is escaping me. Carolina Panthers wide receiver. Uh, no, 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 Always no, no. good in fantasy. Oh, man. See, this is the thing about respect the chat, Kurt, man. Yeah, it is. So C- Curtis Samuel, right, was always good there, yes. wasn't he? It, yes, it, DJ Moore. Like, DJ Moore. DJ. Dang it, DJ Moore. Go. Come on, respect yes. the chat. To go with DJ Moore, um, I think that you need another another receiver. Uh, I would So I would go with the of- offensive lineman or I would go with – I'm going to say Waddle for our respect the chat mock draft. I'm going to say Waddle. I like it. I like it because I was either thinking Smith or Waddle, but you know what? I like what Waddle gives them matching up with DJ Moore. So I agree there. Um, I like that combo. Man, okay. Who's after that? Uh, After that is Detroit, who switched their pick with Denver. Detroit has a quarterback. Jared Goff is there. They just lost Kenny Galladay. Did they replace Kenny Galladay with Devontae Smith? Or, you know, because now we got Waddle's gone. Or... Oh man, did a goal lineman from Northwestern? They could protect Jared Goff. They protect protect Goff. I I'd say they go. I say they go lineman. I say they go with the with the, the Northwestern the lineman? Northwestern offensive lineman. Okay, I like that too because I think that lineman's got to go before ten. Because mm-hmm. if not, I feel like the Cowboys have a chance of grabbing them <laughs> at ten. Who's at nine? Nine. Or was that nine? That was nine. The Patriots okay. get ten from from Dallas. Wait, that ma- that was already made. Yeah, the Patriots. Or is this? A, well, this is, is a projection a... that okay they're going to trade up from Dallas to get the tenth pick. Like in the teens, they are. They're going to go up to the ten. I hope they don't. I hope the yeah. Cowboys. The fifteenth pick. pick is going to be traded for the tenth. Oh, I hope not. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope the Cowboys keep it. I hope they take either the corner from um, Alabama or they take Horn from South Carolina. We need a corner to mm-hmm. go on the other side. of. So, um, so it's looking like in the mock drafts that I'm looking at that even though they trade back, they still are probably able to get the guy out of Alabama. Okay. Patrick Sertain is his name. Sertain, yeah. yes. Patrick Sertain, man. Oof. He, I, oh, man, I would love to have him or Horn, man. That's what I want, mm-hmm. whether they move back or whether they stay at 10. So come on, Dallas. All right, respect the chat. That's our mock draft. Yep. We talked about Sam Darnold, something I wanted to talk about and going over there. We got that under control. Do you think there's any way the Cowboys move up from 10 to, which is also another crazy projection I heard, 10 to uh, 4? Did I? Because Atlanta, Atlanta was willing to trade their, make their, make their um, fourth Did pick. I miss it? Who did we say at 10 for the RDC crew? For the Cowboys, yeah. If the Cowboys stay there, is there a turn now? I we gotta go. For me, I think it's either Sertan or Horn. Okay, which one do you think? Or I would do you say Sertan. I would say I think that they're gonna make that trade. I think that the Patriots oh, okay. are gonna try and move up. I and who the Patriots gonna move up for? Um, 
People are saying Mac Jones. I Mac don't Jones, think right is going to be there. Then I don't think I don't think that happens. I think that if they move up, I think they're going to want to get either another piece for that defense because you mm. know how much they love their defense. Yeah. Or they're going to get a receiver to help out Cam Newton because I think if you re-sign Cam Newton, I think it might be good to have another quarterback just in case. So maybe that yeah. would be the move to have Mac Jones, but keep Cam as your starter. If it doesn't work out, you have the young guy to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, I do I do like that for them. But I also see them going uh, with either Devontae Smith mm-hmm. or, or Micah Parsons uh, trying to get the Penn State linebacker. If, if they if they're trying to add more to their to their defense, I could see this draft being. Um, that would be more like adding strength to their strengths already. So, is New England? Yeah, yeah, New England. Yeah. So if New England moves up, you're saying either Parsons, Smith, or Mac Jones, yeah. they move up for. Yes. Do you think they move up like? Based on how the draft, like the draft starts, and they start seeing what's going on, and yes. then they're like, "Okay, our guy or our guys are there mm-hmm. who we possibly want. Let's move up now." The ten to Dallas. Do you think that's when it comes? Definitely, I, I I completely agree. I think that it's not something they make a decision on until they know that there's a guy that that they absolutely can't wait till fifteen to have. Okay. Okay. Um, one last thing in football. Um, Alex Smith retires. Mm-hmm. Wow, man, what a career. Um, what a comeback from a gruesome injury. Yeah. A guy who played for San Francisco, uh, played for Kansas City, played for San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco. Um, played for Washington. Mm-hmm. Was a professional at what he did. Was great at what he did, in my opinion. Um, people are going to call him a game manager. Come on, man. Alex Smith is an NFL quarterback, man. I hate that game manager title um because he he balled man you know he alex smith won a lot of games won won some big ones um some not so but you know he had an average nfl i would say career is a hall of fame i don't think so mm-hmm. but um because i think you have to be really great to be in the hall of fame mm-hmm. but alex smith was a a joy to watch man i was always a fan of him the way he carried himself and the way he played he's a winner and he, he he did whatever he need you know he could do to put his team in the best position possible. And if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> he'd still probably be the Kansas City quarterback. So yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, there's only a guy like that that pushes Alex Smith out, who was solid for Kansas City, mm-hmm. right? Completely agree. Yeah. So shout out to Alex Smith. Um, I think also Jordan Reed, longtime tight end for also played for Washington for years, um, and a couple other teams, but he also I believe. Um, retired as well so shout out to those guys man and if anyone else retires trades or whatever it may be respect the chat we'll do more football of course um, we possibly can but with the draft coming up I wanted to get a little bit of that in um, UFC 261 oh, oh yeah. my gosh let's go let's is go this, is this not like Christmas Come morning on. that's what it feels like Every... and... go ahead yeah, and, and just adding adding the fans in is just even that greater. That's exactly what I was going to say. Okay. We when we had this over the summer, the you know the three title fights type, uh, you know pay per view event. Yeah. If it was huge because it was one of the first big events of you know quarantine and all that stuff. There was plenty of pay per views before that, but this one just felt like wow, they just jam packed it for us, and. It was good. Uh, a lot of hype up until the last, you know, the main fight, which is what I think is 
a lot of people's criticism of of this pay-per-view coming up this main event coming up but i think that's just a you know consequence of the circumstances accepting the fight on late notice uh, a fighter just trying to keep his belt knowing let's not do anything crazy i know exactly what to do mm-hmm. um and i think that these fights even the first two women's fights are going to be electric and then i think oh. i think that this Mazudol Usman 2 is going to be a lot different than the first one. Very I agree. very very different from the first one. So what do you what do you think about this card? Did, did you see the did you see the bet I made with Rich in the homies chat? The gentleman's bet, of course. The gentleman's bet. The classic gentleman's bet. Rich thinks that the Usman Mazudol fight is going to be boring like the other one was, which first of all the other one wasn't boring, but I understand it was in a way because they weren't doing much. Mm-hmm. But what do you expect when one fighter is taking on six days notice, dropping the weight like he did in Masvidal and Usman not really preparing for that opponent, you know, do him doing what he's going to do. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be very exciting. I think every one of these fights are going to be exciting because not one of these fighters that are fighting the championship fights mm-hmm. have ever given me a bad fight. Nope. Jessica Andrade has never given me a bad fight. She's either power bombing somebody mm-hmm. or she's going at somebody. She only fights big time fights. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko, come on, what is it to say you don't about have her? To say much else. She's yeah. the second best women's fighter in UFC history besides Amanda Nunez. So never gave me a bad fight ever, never. Yeah. Rose, one of my favorite fighters in the UFC, never has given me a bad fight. Way, Way uh, Lee. Lee, come on, bro. Fight of the year. Bad fight. Doesn't even make sense. Not in the same sense. Um, and then Masvidal and Usman. Whoever says Usman is boring doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah. I heard Joe Rogan and Stephen Thompson talking on Joe Rogan's podcast say, like, if you think that Usman is a bad fighter, I mean, a boring fight, you should just poke yourself in the eye and, you know, call it a day. Like, don't don't watch it then. You don't know what you're talking about. He's not He's knocking people out with a jab. Yeah. You're, you know a ca- you're, you're a very casual fan if you believe, Correct. If you believe that, you know, his st- style of fighting isn't exciting. And it, I, I agree with what you were saying. The first fight of this, they both took it, you know, late notice, obviously. Masvidal wasn't in the best of shape because he had to lose so much weight yeah. in such quick time and had to fight a guy who's so physically dominant. And if you're Usman, you know, you know, I don't, I don't know, have enough time to prepare for this guy. If he has any chance of beating me, it's going to be to knock me out. Why would I even stand there and throw any punches? I'm going to physically dominate him. I know he's not in the best shape. I know he didn't have a full camp. I know his cardio probably isn't the greatest right now. So I'm just going to do what I have to do and move on. You know, mm-hmm. uh, why, why would you want to risk losing your belt on someone who's taking it six days notice? You don't. So. Right, so you gotta fight that safe fight, you know. Right. Um, with all that being said, Ooh. this is exciting. Let's get to some of the picks. Yeah, let's let's let it. people know what we're thinking. Maybe we agree, maybe we disagree, but we'll see what happens here. So let's start with that, the main event. Okay, let's start there. Let's okay. go, Masvidal, Usman. Give me first. Give me who you think wins, and then I want to hear the obviously why the breakdown of it, and then I want to hear you know a crazy outlandish finish if possible Ooh. for that person but first give me who you think wins and how or why rather oh. you know this was i actually hate and i'm gonna say this i hate this matchup mm-hmm. for personal selfish reasons reasons yeah. because i love both these fighters mm-hmm. so i don't 
like I don't want to see either one of them lose. I don't want to see no. like I almost wish they weren't in the same weight class. You know, I want them both to have a belt. I like them both, and I'm a big fan of of uh, Masvidal, and I mm-hmm. really want him to be the champ. And I think that Usman's a solid fighter, mm-hmm. very you know diverse in what he could do, and very. Who you dominant. still want to see? Who you still want to see rain yeah. on? But. I, I think I'm gonna go Masvidal. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you 100. percent The same breakdown I was I, about to. Do. I think I'm gonna go. I I don't know what it is when I'm looking back at that first fight, mm-hmm. and when I'm watching it in, in the present. You know, when we were watching it in my parents, you know, downstairs living room, yeah, on the big TV. I thought that Masvidal was getting dominated. Mm-hmm. When I go back and watch, he got some good shots in there that stunned yeah yeah that stunned Usman a little bit and he for someone who had no really good cardio training for that for that fight he, I mean he lasted the entire fight with him you know mm-hmm. he didn't get dragged in the deep waters like these guys do where they put you out because you just are so exhausted you can't keep them off you Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did get controlled in the clinch, and he did, you know, get controlled on the fence and, or on the cage. But I think that with the proper, you know, full camp, mm-hmm. I think he'll be able to do what he has to do to, to, you know, settle that part down and get mm-hmm. to his get to his uh, his style of game. So I'm I'm gonna go Mazuda. I would not be surprised. I agree, man. I feel like we haven't talked in forever. Uh, for, you know, like like this breaking breaking fights down, mm-hmm. and what our opinion is of it, and where we're, we're formulating that opinion. But I agree with you. I think that uh, both of these guys, the two guys I like, I I, I agree with you. I like Masvidal more, um, but I I I love Usman too, man. I think he's a great fighter. I think there's so many matchups I still want to see him fight, but I want him to battle back. I want to see a third one of these, Ooh. which is being talked about too. So, and I want Masvidal to be the champ. I want Masvidal to put the belt on, and I think Masvidal can. And like you said, when I first watched it in your parents' basement, mm-hmm. it was like, man, that was kind of like a one-sided fight. And then I watched it again, and then I watched it again, and I was like, wait a second, Masvidal put a, put some work in. Yeah. Here's what I want to ask you too. There's reports of like. Usman coming into the first fight with a broken nose, right? Mm-hmm. That he was evaluated after the after the fight, and they were like, "Oh, you got a broken nose, a shattered nose, whatever." He was like, "Yeah, I, I came in with that." Now, now, hold on a second. So, I, the little bit of conspiracy in me, which is very minimal, <laughs> but it does come out every now and then. And I say to myself, "Okay, if you broke your nose right. two weeks out, and they told you." and you are fighting your scheduled opponent that you've been training for, I could see you fighting. Because you've been through the whole training camp. You know who you're fighting. Who's you going to be Gilbert Burns, right? Who's going to be Gilbert Burns, okay. correct. I could see it being Gilbert Burns and him making that fight. But once, like not like not taking it out as yes. in your nose, but like, you know, that shouldn't be something you fight with. But anyway, so but now he drops out and now you get a guy on six days notice. That's the time where you could tell the UFC, listen, I, I, I broke my nose in practice. They would say to you, we're not fighting then. Just hold off yeah. and wait. But he didn't say anything. No. So that's what makes it fishy to me. If it was a training camp and Gilbert Burns, I could see you not saying anything because you just went through a whole training camp. You know the guy 
this is something that you've been waiting. You're not going to let this happen. I, th- I believe guys go into fights after long training camps with injuries and still fight. Mm-hmm. But when it's a when the fight breaks down, it's not your fault. Yeah. You should take that advantage and say, okay, let me clear my nose up and go. I think he took an elbow to the face. He took Masvidal is so unorthodox, mm-hmm. and that's why I think he wins the fight. And that's going to be my pick. But do you think there's any truth to this guy coming in with a broken nose, or can you see where I'm coming from? Oh, I definitely see where you're coming from. I mean, I think there could be some truth to it only because the one wrinkle in what I think you were saying is I think that he came into that fight. Let's let's say he's telling the truth, right? Let's say he came into that fight, broken nose and all, and he's like, I'm still going to fight it. I think he knew his game plan and he knew that his if he had a broken nose that it wasn't going to, you know, ruin his chances of winning this fight if he stuck Mm. to the game plan that he's made for himself which is just play control wear him out you know don't get into too many if any striking you know Mm. exchanges so if i could see if there was any truth to it that being his you know excuse where okay well i'm not going to turn down the fight because i know i'm going to just do this instead but i think more likely the case is he doesn't want to admit that mazudal broke his nose in the fight yeah yeah. And he didn't, you know, get a scratch. He wants to make it seem like he walked out without a scratch. Yeah. Because you're right. Why, if you are planning for one guy and he's the one who drops out and now you're like, okay, well, I have this injury, that injury. Mm-hmm. Let me get right so that I could just fight the guy I was planning to fight when it's, you know, ready to be scheduled. No, he he takes this fight and he's not, a, he, he, what is this? His, that was his second title defense third he won the belt defended it and then that was his second defense i think it was his third defense third i think defense. He, so he, oh, wait, he he beat woodley he beat um covington covington so maybe it was, yeah else? maybe maybe I, I don't i don't believe so but okay right around there two or three you're right two or three but so so my point of bringing that up is saying it's not like he needed the money desperately you know mm-hmm. he's been getting these big time fights for a while now so, in my opinion, I, I think you're right. I think that it's just one of those things he wants to keep hush-hush. He doesn't want to right. concede that he was damaged in a fight where it looked like he was so dominant. I agree. I agree. And I like I like you, Usman, if you listen to the Definitely. chat. but I, you know, And I see where you're coming from. I see that angle of, like, yo, I'm not giving this guy anything. You know, if he broke my nose on three days' notice, that's going to give him fuel of what he can do on, on, a, on a training camp. Mm-hmm. You know, even though the training camp was a little bumped up, but – Still more than six days, still efficient enough. Um, so I got Masvidal. I think Masvidal is just too unorthodox. He got a full tank. He really looks crisp and good. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a classic fight, though. I think it's going to be like close to a Covington, the one when Usman first for Covington, which I think is one of the greatest fights ever. Um, oh, yeah. So bold prediction from me is, oh, my gosh. Bold prediction from me is would have to be, Masvidal first round KO head kick whoa okay you know like a you know a switch you know he makes that the one he knocked Till out with Mm -hmm. I think he bop bop hits him with two nice combos but then he comes with a kick off of it I like it because if Usman goes for the clinch I think a kick or a knee knee to the body I, I say kick to the head man yeah that's my bold prediction. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be a great fight. Oh, yeah. I think it's awesome, awesome back and forth exchange. 
I think Uzma, I think uh, uh I think Masvidal wins. Bold prediction, Masvidal KO round one. What's your bold prediction? Uh if I could have a bold specific prediction, I would say mm-hmm. in the third round, mm-hmm. he's gonna Usman's gonna get a little bit of control, have Masvidal against the cage, and I think that he's gonna work his way into a position where he ha- he's putting the elbow and setting up a knee and mm-hmm. think he gets him with a low uh he gets Usman who's on his feet bending down to try and get a takedown or something like that, get better position and catch him with a knee straight up. Ooh. Something like that. I've seen, I think I saw Anthony Smith do something mm-hmm. similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was watching uh, the UFC always puts out on Instagram clips of whoever's coming up that previous or yeah. whoever's coming up that next event, all of their previous wins. And mm-hmm. I saw Anthony Smith, who's also fighting on this card. We'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Um, have the exact same knee that I'm talking about where he sets it up by keeping the elbow on yeah. him and the guy tries to reach down and he gets hit with a knee. I could see that happening with, with oh, Masvidal. Masvidal oh, Usman, I like it. So. I like it. And you think that's a little bit later. I think that it's going to come at a point where Usman is trying to work on his wrestling because he, he maybe feels that he's not as comfortable striking. So he's trying mm. to work his control. And I think that that's when it comes. Yeah, the big thing that it's gonna be interesting how Masvidal deals with the the jab because mm-hmm. Usman's jab is so deadly and that's his move and he can come through with a power you know straight and right man. It's gonna be interesting how he plays. Yeah, he can strike the, the, too. Yeah. He can, he's not yeah. just a wrestler. And I think even a crazier thing is like a Mas, Masvidal. You know, he submitted a couple guys in his day. Um, I just think that would be a little surprising oh, too. But I like both. I like both of our bold predictions. Mm-hmm. Great and awesome fight, man. I'm so excited for that fight. Um, co-main event, uh, Rose Namajunas versus Whaley. Oh, oh boy. Geez. Oh, boy. Another situation where I like both the fighters. I don't yes. know. I love Thug Rose. I yes. think Whaley is an incredible fighter. Mm-hmm. Her fight against Joanna, I think, is my all-time favorite fight mm-hmm. I've ever watched. Um, the second time. The second. <laughs> when, when we well, were awake. Day. When we were awake for that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a private joke, y'all, but yeah. maybe one day we'll get to tell you the story. It's okay. But um, Who you got winning? I got to go with the champ. I got to go okay. with Whaley. Okay. Uh, I think that she's just too strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that a lot of you know what we saw happen to Rose uh, when she fought Jessica Andrade, uh, she just you know was, was pretty much winning the fight if she didn't get power-bombed, like you were just yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I think that Whaley is another one of those just super strong for her size style fighters where if she's if the striking isn't working out, she can just overpower her in other ways. Mm-hmm. But I think that this will be another one of those just go in there and swing in the pocket type fights that, that both of them like to do. So mm. uh, what do you think about this one? See, I got Rose, man. And Ooh. I think Rose is... Double underdogs. Yeah, Rose is mentality back in of like okay i'm locked back in um the one-time champ in this division knocked out Joanna the first mm-hmm. time she fought her beat her up the second time she fought her um great or vice versa whatever beat her up the first time and knocked her out the second whoever knows beat her twice who i consider probably the best at this division all time until someone else obviously moves up but she is she was the dominant person in that division forever rose handled her twice Rose was handling Andrade 
and she just got caught, but mm-hmm. she was winning that fight too. So I don't put that against Rose. Um, so I think her fresh mentality coming out of that, having the belt and losing it and then coming back and really wanting it, her footwork, her combinations, her length, I think is going to help her. Her reach, I think, is going to help her mm-hmm. in this fight against Whaley. Whaley and Rose, uh, Whaley and Joanna's fight, I mean, uh, I mean, hands down easy fight of the year um amazing awesome fight or one of the fights of the year um but the way she fought Joanna, that makes me think rose wins because she took Joanna, who rose dominated twice she took her to five and Joanna looked really good at a lot of points i think way lee obviously dominated the last two rounds um and I don't even know how I could say dominated, but like I think she won those later rounds, Whaley. I think she won the championship rounds, and she's she's so good. She's such a good striker. Um, I think her grappling is underrated because uh, you just haven't seen it. But from yeah. all the videos I watch, she mm-hmm. is she's there. Um, and like you said, she's strong, man. And Rose has struggled, um, or not struggled, but got caught by those strong, stocky wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that happens again. But I could see it being the same type fight like Ioana too versus Wei Li. Yeah. So I, I think it. I think it's gonna be a good fight. I, really I definitely hope so. It's definitely gonna be a four, uh, a four, four or five rounder. Yeah. I think it's gonna go into the championship rounds. Definitely. Um, but I just got Rose with the angles, with the footwork, with the combinations. Wei Li can take a punch, so it's gonna have to be a lot of them. But I think Rose finishes her with it. With it's, it's a submission. Okay. I think she gets her. To the point where Wei Li is getting hit pretty hard. It goes to a grapple and she catches her. Um, I don't know what round. My bold prediction is round three before they get to the championship rounds. I'll just make it a bold prediction because I think it's going to go five and I think Rose is going to win. But um, I could see it going three and Rose getting, you know, a tap out of something. Okay. You think Wei Li win how? My bold prediction is Whaley by decision. And okay. the reason I think that's bold is because a lot of, you know, power that Whaley has, it getting into those later rounds, if she's having a great fight, like I think she will, it might be hard for her to get into those later rounds because she might be doing, you know, she might do enough. But I think that in the same respect, Rose is going to give it right back to her. So that's why I think that if Whaley wins – uh, which, like I think she will. I think it'll be by a decision, by a unanimous decision. Okay, okay, I like it. Ooh, another crazy, exciting one. And then we got Valentina Shevchenko, who's been the champ for a minute over there. Oh my gosh, um, versus Jessica Andrade. I just feel like that this is the one that I'm most sure about, and I still think it's going to be a really good fight. Yeah, I think it's going to take, you know three rounds for Valentina to figure her out enough and then put on some, put in some heavy blows. Cause I think, um, Andrade's tank may get a little lower in those championship rounds. You know, she's more of an explosive fighter. Mm-hmm. If she grapples enough, she can control the fight, you know, in her way and then get maybe that dirty boxing, you know, get in there close in the clinch and, and have a chance, have a chance. But I just think Valentina, I mean, dominates as she usually does. But it takes a couple rounds. Mm-hmm. Three, fourth round maybe. By the fourth round comes, you know, knockout. My bold prediction, knockout. So Okay. I like it. Yeah, I got Valentina as well. Uh, no surprise there. I think that 
she's just like you said figure her out not get too crazy in the beginning and she picks her spots she like she always does very carefully very yeah. precise and i think she just gets her, i think she gets her out of there you know knockout so we got Sivchenko. We agree together. Mm-hmm. We disagree on the Whaley Rose, though. We both love both of them, too. Yes. And we both love Masvidal versus Usman. So, I mean, I think I walk away from 261, regardless of the outcome, satisfied. Because I think yeah. it's going to, I mean, not more than satisfied, like really happy. I think it's going to be, you know, an exciting card and, mm-hmm. you know, all great fights. I would really love if Masvidal won. Yeah. Um, and Rose won. It would just make me happy because I think for their careers, them winning really puts them, you know, continue to fight and continue to push on and continue mm-hmm. for me to see them, which I really, really want. Um, So that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. But I mean, if I could just say I got I got some beef real quick with with your gentleman, your gentleman's bet. Who? Okay. Why the heck does Rich think this is going to be a boring card? I don't know. I, well, did he say boring card or did he say boring? Because I disagree with that. Or boring main event or I th- both. I think he said boring card. Let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna scroll back because. Okay. Rich, see, see, I don't understand. That's why I wanted him on, and you know, I, he he somehow. Because I know Rich is gonna, you know, hopefully listen back to this. Yeah. Mm. He's gonna listen. He's gonna listen back, and he's gonna say to himself, "Man, that was silly. I just might as well buy Mike a bottle of Gentleman's here, Jack." Here we go. I got okay. the official, you know, direct can't, quote yeah, can't from, lie our, from our boy Richie. What y'all think of these fights this weekend? They live up to the hype? Question mark. These cards are usually flat. Mm. And instantly, instant reply by our boy Mikey P here. That's not mm. true. These fights are gonna be awesome. Come so, on. We'll see. And he went on to say that he's more worried about the Usman Masvidal fight because of the how flat it was last time. But I think we we'll see. We'll see with the gentleman's bet. We'll see with the gentleman's bet. But I I can't picture a world where this card is boring. I I can't picture a world where the whole card is flat. How when every time one of these fighters who are fighting on the card have been awesome, you know. Yeah, and then you got Uriah Hall versus Chris Weidman, and you got Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Crute. Yeah, yeah, all good fights. Oh my gosh, come on, man! I hope Anthony Smith has has a big win. I want to see Anthony Smith win. I want to see Anthony Smith make a comeback. Come on, Anthony Smith, get a Lionheart. win. Lionheart, Anthony Lionheart Smith. Come on, and you know we love Chris, the All American Chris Weidman. If we're gonna go on the nicknames, the All American Chris <laughs> Weidman. American. I don't know Uriah Hall's nickname. Oh, do you? hold up. Let me just make sure that I have it right because I... Uriah. Listen, so just for a story out there, me and Ryan love the nicknames. Um, there's some great ones out there. We'll write them down for you one day. But we, we'll FaceTime each other or call each other or text like, yo, how about this nickname? Okay. All right. Uh, it's not it's not the one I was thinking of, but it is Uriah okay. Primetime Hall. Okay. <laughs> not the one I was thinking of. Oh, so my I'll, God. I'll wait for when... For when that fighter's on to, to, you know, to say it, but prime time hall, yeah. You're gonna wait for wait for who for when we actually watch him. For when we watch who I was thinking of, that's when I'm gonna drop. Is it on the undercard? No, no, no. He's not fighting. He's not. He's not. I mixed up Uriah Hall's nickname with a different fighter. Oh, okay, okay. So, <laughs> so you're right. I want Chris Weidman to win that fight. The All American Chris Weidman. Yep. Come on, 
another guy who needs a big win, who needs a win. If he doesn't win, I think he's out of. I think his UFC career is done at that point. I think both of these guys, whoever loses, um, may have to think about you know what's next mm-hmm. um, in maybe a different division. But you know, altogether, I don't know. So great fights. UFC two sixty one is going to be awesome and amazing. Um, I think we did pretty good so far on this podcast. Let's wait until do some basketball. And fancy basketball is touchy for me right now, and I know it is for you. So maybe <laughs> yep. we could wait a week for that. Yeah, we can um, let it settle. Yeah, you got to get settle. up in a little bit. So are you going to put this out so you can listen to it? I, I mean, I bet by the time you fly from Pittsburgh to New York that you, you can listen to a Respect the Chat episode to you know, 115, and you land and you're there. It's the perfect amount of time. I'm going to try and get this out as soon as we're off here. Uh, so what is it, Thursday? So most of you probably who listen won't be listening at night, but by the time you wake up in the morning and brand new Respect the Chat episode will be hitting your earwaves. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully I'll be able to get it out um, as soon as possible. But that's what I'm going to do as soon as we get off here so that cool. I can, boom, throw on the headphones on the flight. Respect the Chat takes me all the way to New York City. So Let's go, man. Let's go. Respect the Chat, episode 115. Appreciate you, bro. Yes, sir. Always, always a pleasure. We out. Peace.